Your makeup is terrible. 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 That song was stuck in my head all day today. Yeah, it's because everyone at your work, their makeup is terrible. Ooh, I'm not saying anything about everyone. Not anyone. Spilling that <laughs> tea here. <laughs> Name names, girl. No, Tell us who they are. I have a good looking team. Excuse you. <laughs> I don't. I'll name names. <laughs> it's Tina, Marina, Labina. La- yeah, that's it. La- okay, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks for fucking coming. Boo, bitch. Well, hello, and thanks for coming, UK. My name is Seth. What is yours? Hey, Jamal's here. Hello, it's Stony. Hey, everyone. It's Seth almost knocking my computer off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <sighs> that was so scary. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. We're back, back, back again to bring you another wonderful show all about RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Cheerio. Yay. (laughs) How's it going, Governor? (laughs) Oh, hi, Ru. (laughs) Oh, you knew. I was going to say that was my RuPaul impression. (laughs) We're we're only a few episodes in. We've got it figured out already. (laughs) Yeah. What's tuppence? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Spell Is it. that like decorations on your Christmas tree? Use it in a sentence again. Yeah, slower. <laughs> Even slower. <laughs> Maybe speak up a little. <laughs> yeah, say it like John Wayne. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, we are back again before we get into the show. I just wanted to ask Jamal and Stoney, what is new in your lives? Well, not too much. We are on our last hours of living in the condo. Yes. Uh-oh. It's crazy. We've been here just about six years. I'm going to round up. The end of January would have made six years, so we're basically there. Yeah, so six years here in this condo. I don't really know how I feel about it yet, but when you hear us talk about the UK episode, we will be in our new house, so future us is hopefully very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on up to the east side (laughs) yeah so like the garage is full seth um he's been here more than a few times listeners of course new listeners seth's been he used to live in indy with us so he's very familiar with the condo yeah the garage is completely full the upstairs is basically empty except for our mattress oh and the ghosts ah yeah the ghosts are still here no Listen, those bitches are not getting loaded onto the truck tomorrow, okay? Well, we'll see. No, I'm saging the whole house, the new house. I'm not playing, but we are excited, yes. (laughs) Very cool. How's your moving process been? Is it like super easy? Is there anything challenging that you've run into? Um, It's not been too bad, like as far as all the packing goes. It's more just we're kind of running out of room. So we, I guess, aren't the only ones excited about moving because the person buying our condo is apparently also very excited because she's (laughs) just having shit like shipped to our house including like giant sized mattresses oh (laughs) yeah i'm gonna have to share well i shared the picture on my twitter gaze in the life if you want to go see but i'll share it again on tfc's instagram this box looks like an overgrown christmas tree like stoney sent me this picture and i was like what the hell is that i cannot see my front door (laughs) i like pulled up there like during lunch and it was just covering the entire front porch. Like I couldn't even get onto the porch. I had to move it in order to get on there. So so like she bought you guys like a goodbye mattress or... Listen, that's what I thought. Like, can't she just report it stolen? Yeah, it's no Casper mattress though. So <laughs> rude. Did not use offer code real. <laughs> it's the wrong size too. Yeah. I don't know. Like, did you get in contact with her or like, do you, did you just pull it in or? Well, so the, oh, go ahead. Oh, 
I was going to say, so basically we, I went ahead and pulled it into the garage. And of course I texted Jamal and I was like, what the hell is happening? And then Jamal basically went, took it from there essentially. Yeah. Shade master. The way real estate works is you just talk to your agent. So it was a short and sweet conversation. Long story short, the buyer's realtor specifically told her not to have anything delivered before the closing date. And this happened. So I kindly told my realtor that this is fine. I don't want to worry about moving any of her shit. If anything else shows up, it will go on the back porch and I may or may not have a tarp for it. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, all right, cool. Well, since she didn't abide by the rules, this is technically my property. Listen, and tomorrow's trash day. Like, I could just forget to bring it back inside. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'll be nice. Jamal's an evil queen, everyone. He is. <laughs> it's hard work being nice. I know, girl. Trust me. I have to do it at work every day. <laughs> <laughs> as nice as I can be. Speaking of work, how are things on your end? Oh, there's not too much going on over here, really. Nothing too much to update you guys on. I I did see a couple drama stories. I don't know if you guys have heard about them. Oh, what's the tea? I have not been on Twitter this week. I apologize. Well, girl, did you hear that Tatiana got arrested? I <gasps> saw that. Oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? Um, So it's really unclear, like, <laughs> basically what they are saying is that she went in the wrong door at a club or something. Like, she went in the employees only entrance. And for some reason, that's, like, not allowed. And then they said that um, they had to call the police because she wouldn't go through the front or something. Wow. It's very confusing. So that yeah. warranted an arrest? I don't... I guess so. Yeah, I didn't, like, read any of the actual stories, which is bad, because I was just busy. I just read kind of the headlines. But I saw that Tatiana had posted on Twitter or something recently that basically said, like, it's not a big deal. I was just, like, scared. I'd never been in that situation before. It's all fine. I guess in reference to, like, her mugshot looked really bad or something. It was just her crying, really. Yeah. <laughs> in full drag. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. It just... Something isn't adding up. Like, Tatiana definitely got arrested because I saw a mugshot. But, like, there was... She was, like, taking a picture with one of the employees, like, in the alley. And then went back in to like get i guess perform or whatever and went back in with the employee and then the employee's like wait you can't come in here i don't know i don't know how clubs work really but it just sounds like really shady so i want to find out who boo boo the fool is in this story yeah i'm gonna keep open until we get more facts but part of me is like is this only happening to tatiana because she's a queen of color and also why would you treat your performers this way like you're gonna make your performer walk through the front entrance and pay a cover to get on your stage Right. It's very confusing. It doesn't make sense to me. So I feel like we're not hearing the full story. This was being reported by TMZ. So who really knows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. TMZ. Shady, shady. Shady, shady shady girl. And then also I saw Gothi Kendall naked. So that was fun (laughs) on the internet. Oh, good tea. (laughs) Bad tea. I am going to add her to last week's list of hot drag performers on RuPaul's Drag Race UK. (laughs) (laughs) Must have been a sight to see. (laughs) Yes, girl. And then also, I guess there was a lot more backlash on Cheryl Hole from last week's episode. Oh, snap. I didn't really see a lot of the negativity online, but I guess there was a lot to report on, and uh, I just don't get it. (laughs) We discussed it last week, but Cheryl's awesome. Yeah, I might have to jump on Reddit. I don't be playing with them queens. Um, I might need to get my sleuth on on that one. Yeah, I feel like we're missing part of the story. I don't know. She didn't seem like she was being that inauthentic on the show. So I don't know. It just seems weird to me. And she opened up about it. So like, drop it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I mean, they've all seen the American Drag Race. And it's not like so far-fetched to have one of the queens like kind of slight 
throw of another queen under the bus, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very upfront about it, which is more than an American queen would do. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't get it. Whatever. Cheryl Hole's awesome. If y'all are hating, just, I don't know, go find a hobby or something. For sure. Crocheting's pretty fun, especially right before winter. Yeah. Would hate to miss the, uh, <laughs> the hoop and just stab myself in the chest. <laughs> Such a dangerous hobby. <laughs> Yeah, girl. <laughs> Extreme crochet. Deal, 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 deal. Put that on Netflix. Yeah, girl. X Games shit right there. We're available if you're listening, Netflix. Yeah, we'll comment that shit too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Before we move on into the honesty segment, of course, we have to bring up a couple of UK slang for Jamal and Stoney to guess. Yes. I was more prepared this time. Thank you, Jesus. Praise. <laughs> Praise Beyonce. Yes, Blue Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So you know the rules. You know the deal. What do you guys think the word kip means? Ooh, kip. K-I-P. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm going to guess that it is like a form of money or change. (gasps) Shut up. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Uh Hold on. Mm. I don't know. You know, maybe it's instead of like 50 cents or like throw me some coins, like throw me some kip. Kip pence, none the richer. Yeah. I was going to think something currency related. So I'm going to second that. All right. Well, that is both wrong. (laughs) Ah, no. So kip is is your bed you can also use it as a verb meaning to sleep or nap lame (laughs) i'm gonna go kip (laughs) can you also use it like jersey shore style like instead of smush like i'm gonna go kip you know i'm not sure but maybe one of our uk (laughs) listeners can tweet us and let us know yeah it's because we're in the uk it's not jersey shore it's jordy shore Well, i know but i'm trying to (laughs) say like bed going to bed with somebody like can you say i'm going to kip with somebody you know yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I'm just cod swallowed <laughs> over here. <laughs> oh no, this is a pop quiz. <laughs> Whatever you filthy toe rag. <laughs> <laughs> I called someone a toe rag on Twitter today. <laughs> it made me feel really good. I was like, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, it was someone, uh, a journalist, and they interviewed uh they interviewed i think it was scaredy cat and about being like not gay as a drag performer or something they're trying to make her seem like really shady oh but it really wasn't all that deep Mm, that was the universe blocking it yeah and then i called the writer a toe rag (laughs) sounds like they deserved twitter we don't deserve it (laughs) no (laughs) all right so i have one follow-up word and this word you probably know, and it is knackered. I'm going to say that that means drunk, wasted. I'm going to say it's like if you, uh, I don't know, hurt yourself, like if you tripped and fell or something. Because you're utterly sloshed. Um, you know, I thought that was going to be an easier one, but oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are both wrong. <laughs> We're terrible at this game. I, I picked this one because it sort of matched with the other one. And to be knackered means that you're really tired. Oh, okay. okay. Now that's one I can use. I'm really knackered. I'm going to go Kip. Okay. Okay. I see oh, it. Oh, you tied it all in for us. Yes, mama. All right, you guys, that is your UK drag slang for the week. I think we've covered all of our bases. We've spilled all the tea. And now we're ready to get into the honest tea spill of the week. Uh, honest tea. Oh, my God, we're here. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We've been transported to our new TFC East headquarters, the basement. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The scary basement. The bar in the basement. Jamal has already taken one life down there. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine watching scary movies in the basement? No, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Basements are scary. I'm still adjusting. 
Uh oh, girl. <laughs> well, hello and welcome back to TFC, the Magically Gay podcast. In this week's Honesty Spill of the Week, we are going to be recapping for you episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Woo, we're back. Episode three is just flying on by, isn't it? Yeah, I think the finale is in like next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding but we are back with a fun new episode of rupaul's drag race so let's just go ahead and dive in so this week we start with scaredy cat's elimination she's gone r.i.p girl bye scaredy cat it was nice knowing you so sad i need her to come back like immediately (laughs) i know i got really sad when they were showing the recap of last week's episode because i was like damn i'm not gonna get to see scaredy cat this week and i was like sad the rest of the episode (laughs) gone too soon like the scaredy cat isms are just they were good for tv i know It's, it's such shit this is shite. <laughs> I've been saying a bit shit since Scary Cats shit. left the screen. <laughs> yes, a bit <bitch> shit. <laughs> I'm obsessed with like all of Bag of Chips's like talking head reactions, like all the <laughs> things she says in them. Bagga's on a roll. Definitely season narrator. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I love like all of her shade. Like I'm getting really obsessed with like UK shade right now. (laughs) I'm trying to broaden my horizons and my reach. It's just so good. They're so good at being shady. And I I don't know. I just love how they do it. Yeah, same. (laughs) But um, in this new episode, they congratulate Bag of Chips on her victory last week. And I loved her little hand motion. (laughs) Like, you know, her sort of like queen uh, waving from from her car vibe yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then uh vinegar and something wong they kind of have a moment where they're like we need to win this week like we we're gonna win like we need this we need to shine yeah they had that moment because they both are kind of feeling the pressure right they're they can tell by the critiques they can see the other girls and the polish that's there so yeah they're feeling the weight of the competition they really are but then we get into the mini challenge and they will all be dancing around the maypole they will (laughs) grab a ribbon and they each get their time to shine and do their best booty shaking moves Yes, um, typical RuPaul. We're just going to ratchet up a little bit. I was here for this. It sounded fun. Yeah, RuPaul's like album sales must not be doing that well in England. So she was like, let me throw a couple of my tunes up here on the show. You know, I saw that those similar comments on Twitter and Reddit. So, (laughs) you know, Ru's trying to get that drag race root deep. So she's going to pull all the stops out. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so they all get their time to shine who stood out for you uh crystal definitely stood out ball flashing and all um (laughs) crystal just went for it and i think they served in the end (laughs) yeah i like crystal also um i thought bag of chips was funny but (laughs) i think she didn't like win because of her outfit yeah yeah i like bag of chips because she just (laughs) i don't know she's just a hot ass mess and honestly it's just funny to see her act like a fool yeah it is then um vivian was also pretty good but like not quite there yeah i kind of forgot like what the vivian even did i mean she was just sort of like shaking it like (laughs) trying her best yeah it looked like she was trying her best but it looked like she kind of like lost her wind (laughs) like in the middle of it (laughs) ouch (laughs) and then uh, something wong was kind of a struggle (laughs) like just sort of like wobbling around the floor uh, it was just really awkward oh yeah something wong was kind of flopping around like a fish exactly yeah i did like crystal a lot and um cheryl hole i thought was really good too cheryl hole she serves a you know an eight count here and there <laughs> yeah like she's definitely maybe a stronger dancer or something or either that or she's really like just very aware of like the show how it's filmed and like how to like stand out Mm-hmm. something's there some magic's working yeah i liked um davina also is really good too with her little you know shablam her little splits oh yeah also i thought it was kind of funny because like crystal was like trying to share cheryl for her like death drop she's like oh shablam like 
it's looked down upon, I guess, in UK drag. Yeah, I guess that's them trying to distance themselves from American drag, but it's still like, okay, that's a trick Rue likes. So, of course, like, if I could do it, I would too. So, we have to think outside of the box. Right. I think that's kind of like the overall theme is they're taking like this American formula of drag race over to UK and the girls there are like, well, that's not like what we do really. But Mm -hmm. like there are some like Cheryl who like kind of are intuitive enough to be like, well, this is what Rue likes. So like I want to win and stand out. So I'm going to do what Rue likes. Right. And that's just, you know, a queen who's done her homework. So you have to give her her props. Yes, mama. And I also thought it was funny when I forgot who, but when they shaded the Vivian and they were to Vina, maybe and they're like, oh, that was pretty good for a 50 year old. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was some shady tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was good. Oh, also, uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we moved on is um, when Baga was doing her dance, and then she says, oh, I'm bloody knackered. I'm sweating my minge off. <laughs> I, obviously, our vocabulary lessons are going to come in handy for you, because we definitely covered knackered and, I think, minge for you. <laughs> we did. We did. So, I feel like I, we aren't wasting our time. <laughs> good job, team. We're doing it. We got it, y'all. All right. So then Cheryl Hole wins the mini challenge, and she feels like she's back in the game and that she deserves to be there to compete with the other girls. Yeah, this is the kind of refreshing boost that Cheryl needed. Um, you know, after the girls called her out for not being herself, here she is snatching a little mini win. So this is a good step for Cheryl. Definitely. And then we see a familiar face. RuPaul brings in the Brick crew and Raven on the front uh, or on the hood of the car. I bet that's not her first time. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not for sure. Guaranteed. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to see Raven on the other side of the curtain. Yeah. Is it beef? Oh, shit. Did the Wicked Witch just show up over there? My powers are growing. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch would get the powers. (laughs) But no, I was just trying to reference uh, RuPaul's uh, table meets when she asked Crystal if the curtains were beef. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, sorry, my uh, thunder and lightning have arrived, so... (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, So for this week's maxi challenge, the girls are doing their posh on a penny challenge. Because Cheryl Hole won, she gets a 15 second head start to grab as much garbage as she can. Yes, um, this is a shout out to the Drag on a Dime challenge. So I was here for this. It's always nice to see the creative side of the queen. So I was looking forward to the results at the end of this one. Definitely. And did you see the Vivian rip her eyebrows off so that she wouldn't lose them when she was digging through the garbage? Yes, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> she knew. She was like, let me just tuck these in real quick. Yeah, that was hilarious. (laughs) So then they all grab their stuff and they start their little projects. And then uh, the next, maybe it's the next day, but Rue comes into the workroom and she says her newly coined catchphrase, Hello, Gavna. <laughs> Is that Christ. what it's going to be every week? I hope not. Like, who told RuPaul that it was going to be cute for her to, like, coin that phrase? Like, they need to get fired. I can't. I really can't wait until Drag Race Australia when she just walks out and says, crikey, or some bullshit <laughs> like that. G'day, mate. <laughs> Y'all ready to do some drag realness? Category is yummy mummy. <laughs> No. So, we're gonna go down uh-uh. under <laughs> oh yeah Jesus. how many times are we gonna say that one yeah all our zero australian listeners are gonna get my yummy mummy reference <laughs> <laughs> that's uh what the australians call like milfs oh yeah oh, fun i know things you're so smart yes girl oh god <laughs> enter the white claw <laughs> Sorry, I had to open my other white claw, girl. They have like so many lined up because they're just going to slam them the whole time we're recording. 
Damn it. <laughs> so then RuPaul goes and do, does her table visits. Thought there were a couple moments that stood out to me to talk about further. We, I already mentioned that I like Baga's talking heads. And I like the one where she said, I could sell snow to the Eskimos, mate. I know I cackled at that one for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Jamal's <laughs> almost an Eskimo, right? And up there in Alaska. Close enough. Yeah. It's still pretty cold up there. <laughs> um, so then RuPaul tells Vinegar that her drag style is hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. Ugh. Wouldn't you just die? Like I would just roll over or I would just maybe just walk out and not come back. You know, I'm just going to eliminate myself. I'm going to go full Chanel. Yep, here's my lipstick, bitch. I'm out of here. It's so weird watching this because I've, I don't know, I've been watching Dragula and Boulet Brothers are just like, we're not judging your drag. And then cut to Drag Race UK. Your drag sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Your drag shite. It's basically. Podge, podge. And Rue even said, I'm being careful here. (laughs) Yeah. Like, ugh, ouch. And then, uh, so another moment to talk about is when Rue's talking to Blue Hydrangea and Blue says that she thinks ball gowns have been done to death and everyone's like... Yeah, I thought it was like just Blue kind of wanting to take a stance, but just kind of... I don't know. I'm trying to say this the right way. Kind of in a like respect your elders kind of tone. It's just like, okay, respect the ballroom scene, the ball gowns, where all of that comes from and it stems from. Just, you know, make it your own. You like put your Aquarius spin on it. So I thought maybe Blue was being a little bratty. I actually was here for it. And I love that Blue was being like super shady towards Rue. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Because I also really loved her line where she's like, I swear I'm a nice person. I just get so bitchy in here. <laughs> I also love That when, was funny. <laughs> I just loved when she was also just like, I can't wait to see what you're wearing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was cute. It was a kiki. It was a shady kiki. I got my life too. Yeah, for sure. It was really funny. I think they were just being really playful with each other. Yeah. I was like, this little queen here needs to <laughs> shut up. Yeah. You know how RuPaul gets with the twinks? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Somewhere Pearl's crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Ru gets to something Wong and basically says, just, just start over. <laughs> Shit. My gosh. And like... Could you imagine like the heart sinking feeling something must have felt when Rue was like, you cut up your favorite jacket for this? Yeah. Because <laughs> that wasn't the, f- well, again, on the runway, which we'll get to, they ask that same question, like, was it worth it? But in this moment, Rue is kind of insinuating, oh, your favorite jacket? <laughs> Yeah, she was, like, wanting something to, like, not to reinvent the wheel. Like, do something you're comfortable with. Right. But will something Wong listen? Spoiler alert. No. (laughs) Perhaps not. So then Vinegar and Crystal are talking, and Crystal spills the tea that her runway looks have been simple. And she's trying to give Vinegar, the you know, some constructive criticism. And I think vinegar was taken aback a little bit but was trying to take it well yeah um it was just so awkward to see you could respect vinegar's position because he wants to critique right but it's also very hard to receive and reckon with wow you're in the final stages of prepping your outfit so there's just like all these wheels spinning about your drag about your performance what you're bringing to the competition like i'm sure it was a little overwhelming so maybe not so much crystal was the problem but just like the weight of the reality of the situation yeah i feel like if you're gonna ask for criticism maybe crystal's not the one to go to because you will leave with blunt force trauma (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and there's yeah (laughs) there's just so much shade but i love it she's like surely she must know right (laughs) like she knows her she's not doing do whatever you know wear a helmet (laughs) yeah 
I love it though. So then Baga and Vivian just want to have a little fun. They're really like bonding with each other and they have a little Thelma and Louise moment in the car. I thought that was cute. They're cute together. I thought it would have been cuter if Baga spent more of that time like making a better dress, but <laughs> that's just me. Oh Listen, my God. I'm going to I'm going to second that. Yeah. So getting yeah, more into that on the runway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then vinegar stroke starts to panic because everything she's made so far is shite and she realizes that she has to start over again uh this is just rough like panic attack right you have to completely start over you don't really know what the hell you're doing you're just hoping for the best yeah let's just hope this goes okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) spoiler it doesn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) not good then Davina and Blue are doing their makeup next to each other and they are talking about the changes in drag because Davina is 15 years older and of course we get to see Blue Hydrangea throw a little more shade. (laughs) Yes, this queen is just like, I don't know what happened. Like usually when you're in the bottom two and you survive, you are humbled a little bit. Blue has just been completely flipped. She's like, listen, I live to die another day, so I'm just going to show my full ass yeah and that's what's happening here yeah you know i wasn't like the biggest blue fan to be honest but this episode now i'm like a huge blue fan because i just love how shady she is that's some shit you would do yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah for sure this is like blues you know kind of like coming out into her like natural self you know she's feeling comfortable she's ready to like you know unleash her full potential mm-hmm. then next the vivian points out that something wong doesn't know how to take advice because she was trying to help something wong and it you know push her in a different direction and it was not working yeah the um the thing about being like good at anything you do if something's been successful for you, whether it's a suggestion or a little tiniest piece of advice, hey, this is what works for me. Maybe you should try this. You offer the advice up, not expecting the person to do it. I mean, if they want to give it a try, awesome. But don't get shitty at them if they don't take your advice. And then, you know, it, it hurts them. Like, don't don't gloat in that. <laughs> yeah, your unsolicited advice because yes. something Wong didn't ask for it. Right. It's like we can talk and, you know, share critiques or discuss scenarios. But yeah, like it's you shared it. I don't have to listen to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Vivian's just kind of like feeling her oats like she's got to tone it down just a little bit because it's like you're going to do something that falls flat and you're not going to take it well. I can guarantee you. Definitely. And that brings us into our next stop in the workroom. And that stop is Confidence Corner. Oh, yes. Who is this? Um, Vivian, Crystal, and Baga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to get Crystal a repeater badge so that she can stay in Confidence Corner. <laughs> yeah. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Yeah. Oh, sh- <laughs> Very that vibes. <laughs> Ugh, these bitches. <laughs> yeah. And then Davina is talking about their confidence and saying that there's a lot of things that Baga and Viv can't do that the other girls can. So they should watch out. I mean, it's very true. And that's what Drag Race has done for 11 plus seasons. There's always that one moment where the underdog gets to shine and they might knock somebody from the top. So you just never know. Yeah, girl. So now we're getting close to talking about the runway. But before we do that, I think that we should take another break because there are a lot of white claws to clear off the table over there. (laughs) Um, They almost can't even record. They're just blocking the mics. I hope a white claw semi hits you. (laughs) Don't make me shoot my thunder and lightning at you, girl. Ah! (laughs) All right, you guys, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us 
tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Honest Tea Spill of the Week, where we're discussing episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race. Sorry it took us so long to get back. I was just cutting all the fingertips off my rubber gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Work bitch. Penny posh, whatever it's called. (laughs) These aren't spirit fingers. These are spirit (laughs) fingers. All right, Sparky Pulaski. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. So let's get into our fashion photo review portion of our podcast. Yes. So we have a special guest, Twiggy, with us this week. They don't really let her talk that much, um, but (laughs) I was kind of (laughs) hoping to hear a little bit more critiques from Twiggy since she's like actually a fashion icon. Yeah, she's so huge. One of my favorite fashion people ever. Um, Just top mod model. Like, Twiggy was it in her heyday. Um, Yeah, Twiggy is amazing. Yeah, and she was, like, trying to be positive, and Michelle was, like, on her bullshit being hateful. Yo, Michelle looked like the fourth sister from Hocus Pocus. Did she not? Yeah, I don't know, girl. She, like... I don't know what she was doing this week. Part of me was know. here for it, but then the other part of me was like, ooh, boo, bitch. Also, yeah. also, she was just like so bitchy towards Graham Norton. I just, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I think she thinks like she's like an expert on fashion or something. Because <laughs> they were like, it doesn't really matter what she's wearing. It's like, yes, it does. Drag fashions. <laughs> okay, Michelle, I get it. Like, you're the drag queen. Excellent. Like, you're better than RuPaul. It's fine. We get it. Mm, yeah. In Michelle's world, she's the supermodel cover girl of the world. <laughs> I think Michelle means, well, the delivery is just not always there. No. She wants some competition for Queen of Mean. Then you got it. Uh oh. Oh no. Sorry, that's what Nick dubbed me, and I'm kind of trying to own that title, so I'm feeling really feisty today. Ooh. Work it out, bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the looks, you guys. So let's start with Davina De Campo. I love this look. So very avant-garde. I said it as soon as she turned the corner. I thought it was very cool. I wasn't sure if she'd be able to pull off the execution with that material, but it's Davina. Of course, she was going to turn out something that we would enjoy. So A plus Davina. I love this. Yeah, I really love the look as well. I don't know. I thought I was like surprised, I guess, that she was able to like put all that together just based off of the crap in the car or whatever but her makeup was <laughs> yeah. also very like rock star chic i loved it yeah it really was i liked her white eyelashes unlike michelle's picky ass i thought that they looked fine mm-hmm. and i also th- was wondering if her mug was sponsored by red stripe <laughs> possibly <laughs> yeah for for those of you that don't drink that's a beer <laughs> whoa Anyways, but I really thought (laughs) Davina was really good. I thought she was bringing us Ikea realness (laughs) and it was lovely. Yeah, and that umbrella had to have been fucking heavy. Like, that thing was huge. (laughs) Yeah, it really was. But it worked. Yeah, it did work. I was shocked to see it all still in one piece because I thought for sure she was going to gut that for fabric. Yeah. She that makes sense. Why didn't she just take the fabric off her umbrella so she didn't have to work with those shitty bags? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm mad. No, I'm just kidding. I like her outfit. <laughs> so next we have bag of chips. What did you guys think? Hot mess express. Yeah, if she did a death drop, she could probably like just take the top layer off the flooring. Uh, I mean this was bad, like really bad. And honestly, <laughs> it was kind of annoying in a way because, okay, I get it. Like Baga is funny and I love Baga, but you can't just like wear a shitty dress and then come out and dance around and act like a fool and expect to just like get by. Like it was kind of pissed that the judges just let her slide through like that. It was a glittery potato <laughs> sack. I didn't think her face makeup was that good either. Like I think she was trying to match the color of her dress, but it just was like too monochromatic. Like 
it all kind of got lost for me. Yeah. There was like no, nothing popped out of her outfit. No, no it, was, like, it was so bad. Like sloppy Joe realness. It wasn't, she didn't even make any type of like silhouette or anything. Like her ass was just non-existent and like it just made no goddamn sense. No boobs. Yeah. It was so upsetting. But yeah, I think we think we said it. <laughs> we don't need to be any more <laughs> honest about Baga. You guys get it. Thank you, Next. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so next we have Blue Hydrangea. What did you think of her look? <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I don't know. It seemed very busy to me. Yeah, I will agree with that. Like, I, w- I wanted to like it more than I did, but it was definitely better than Baga's and definitely safe worthy. I know that this was the posh on a penny challenge, but instead of like the little scraggly streamers, like I see the vision. I just would have done like something more flowy, like scarves or maybe like some kind of faux chiffon type, whatever you could find in that pile of shit Rue presented you. Yeah. But just kind of take it to that <laughs> next level. Like even if you're trying to make foil work, like that would look much cooler than the scraggly birthday ribbons or whatever that shit was. Yeah. <laughs> she almost, she was almost there though. Like I saw the vision. It was just like a little sloppy. Yeah, I agree. I wrote that it was sort of a combination of like Lady Gaga and court jester. <laughs> Ouch. Like it was just a bit much like with the two tones and like even her makeup was two tones. Like it just, it, it was just very busy. <laughs> Busy is the word. Next, let's talk about something Wong. Did her risks pay off? I didn't mind something Wong's look. I would have accessorized it a little better. Like maybe various size pearls kind of draped down the center of the blazer. Was it simple? Yes. But was it the most basic thing? No. I thought there was still shape and imagination there. And I thought the judges were a little hard on her. Yeah. I mean, I think... I liked it personally. I do think it was kind of basic. However, I thought it looked good to me. It wasn't like it was she was going out there and you're just like, what the fuck is she doing? Like it was just basic and it it looked decent to me. Like it had some flair of fashion with like the sleeves. The shaping Uh, of it was really well done. So I don't know. I didn't think I didn't necessarily agree with having her in the bottom, but I get that she wasn't one of the strong ones either. So I don't know. I felt like the judges were a little too harsh on her. I mean, yeah, she did a pretty good job. She could probably get a job at like Levi's cause she can make a killer Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't for me, mama. I, it needed more. And I think the, the jacket was too small. Yeah. Like I said, if it were styled a little better, it would have put it over the top. But if you get to like the nitty gritty of the challenge, the structure and the time that went into the detail, I think that it was overlooked. Yes. And next we have Viv with maybe unpopular take. I did not like her outfit. Oh, I actually, I kind of agree with you. I thought it was kind of overrated. The judges were like, I don't know, like shitting their pants over this. And I'm like, it's literally just like VHS, whatever tape or whatever. Here's the thing about the Vivian. This was a basic look to me as well. I was hoping that that's what she was going to do with the VHS, VHS tapes, but it was still in the end just a black dress with big shoulder pads and texture. Right. But she brings you makeup. She brings you the correct hair. She styles it. She brings the vibe and she can sell it a little better than the other girls. And yeah, the judges are kind of just, you know, excited about her. So right now the Vivian can do no wrong, but I think we're all in agreement here. Her face beat was snatched though. You have to give her that. Her face beat was snatched, but I may have to disagree with you about the hair. I do like the hair, but for this outfit, I don't think that it was right because she basically looked like just a giant fluff ball with all that hair and then all of the tape flowing and like hanging. It all kind of blended into me. Yeah, see, and I was, um, I don't disagree. I was getting Evil Queen vibes or something from it. Yeah, she was like Maleficent's like Kmart shopping cousin. 
albino <laughs> sister. <laughs> oh, also wanted to point out that I think that was the hair from her promo look. Oh, styled. Yeah, okay, I can see that. So, anyways, next we have Vinegar Strokes. What did you guys think of this? Should we keep it, set it on fire, recycle it? I think we should be good humans and recycle it at least. Throw well, it is getting cold out. <laughs> Throw it in the bin, girl. Next, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Like, my gosh. This is like, up there goodness. with, like, Jiggly Caliente, like... <laughs> The time that she was like put on like aluminum foil or whatever. Yeah, girl. I will admit that the first time I watched it, I really thought that it was like an interesting concept and that I I thought it looked good. I was um I think maybe a little bit drunk by this point, so maybe I wasn't seeing everything right. But you know, this on second watch I could see why they were tearing it apart because I was like oh, wow, that is, like, an interesting idea of, like, a dress or, like, an outfit to make. But, and I like that she went and, like, you know, uh, spray-painted, like, a little flare on it and that sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, there, I mean, just, like, on the dress, like, she should have at least covered all of, like, the the fabric she was covering with the paper. I agree. And maybe, like, give the, the um, pages of the book some kind of finish, like, go the paper mache route and have some fun with shape and you could make this really cool piece with the pages of a book but it's just like pow and all you had to do is add elmer's glue like yeah i feel like these looks like are never successful on rupaul's drag race either because like if you think about monet's dress like when she was using the books Mm -hmm. that didn't go over well and then like um with acid betty i think it was uh her when she had the playing cards as a dress oh yeah Mm. like everyone just gets red (laughs) didn't monique hart do something with playing cards as well i think so and also i i think she did and they were just like this is shit yeah i think they read her too (laughs) i don't know girl so let's talk about cheryl hole next now, Cheryl, in my opinion, <laughs> this is where it's to get good, y'all. This look was a little basic. I and again, going back to something Wong, if you look at the structure of the coat and the skirt, there was like some kind of skill there, and this is just like rows upon rows of terribly it's like you know what this looked like to me this looked like when i was learning to crochet when i was fucking nine and you like you go through one loop instead of the two loops and then it starts to overlap and looks like a nappy lambskin coat i don't it looks bad it's just rows and rows of rubber gloves like okay your hair was cute your makeup was cute and you sold it just enough to survive lucky you well I don't know. I guess I'll say just real quick, like I thought it, I didn't really like it. However, I will say it was kind of reminiscent of the sponge dress, but she did better because she actually had somewhat of a silhouette with it. However, it was also just like very basic and like it was fucking like fingers. Her silhouette was her hair. I guess, which is, it's fine. Not everyone has a Coke bottle shape, I guess. Yeah, I I definitely was going to ask if you guys thought it was a nod to Monet's sponge dress. I thought it was, sort of. I guess I didn't make that connection until you two brought it up. Well, um, I thought it was sort of also a little bit of a nod to Lady Gaga's telephone music video. Because when I saw her look, that's like kind of where my mind went when I saw her outfit. Hmm. I could maybe see that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I'm just running through the the film in my head. <laughs> Cuz there was like the there was a lot the um a lot of the the black and yellow outfits yeah. in that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Also, um Wiz Khalifa called and he told me black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> Oh no. The Steelers <laughs> fans are shitting themselves for real. But in all honesty, I didn't think the look was bad. I don't think it was like worthy to put her in the top either i thought if the dress had been tailored a little bit better like then it would have taken it to the next level but i don't really see why all the girls like were really like you know taking the piss out of her for it i think that part might have been a bit far but i 
I still think that maybe Cheryl should have lip synced for a wake up call. I mean, here is my. But she also won the mini challenge. Well, so that might have helped her. Yeah, that might have helped. But we've seen girls go down after a win before. I mean, here is my thing, though, is like they were talking about like when they were deciding between who's going to like win the the challenge between like we haven't gotten to Crystal yet, but between Crystal and like Davina, they're like, oh, we're giving it to Davina because it's more fashion. Whereas like when they decided the bottom, I felt like that Chris or not Crystal, um, Cheryl's versus something Wong. Like I'm like, Cheryl didn't really have like fashion with that. That was just like, mm-hmm. I'm pasting like yeah. rubber fingers. Whereas at least I felt like something Wong actually like put a twist on her jacket and kind of made it fashionable. Okay. Stoney said it much better than I did. I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt. <laughs> I mean, I under like, I'm not like that upset about it to be honest, but I'm just saying like, I could argue that in my opinion that something Wong should have been safe instead of Cheryl. Yes. I don't know. I I was torn. Like we I was like basically Cheryl. in the same boat. We like Cheryl. Keep that in mind, listeners. But the tea is the tea. Yeah. For for me, I really couldn't decide. Cause it was definitely the, the bottom three was the bottom three. Like I agreed with that. But between those three who would lip sync, I, for me, I really couldn't decide. So I was like, whatever happens, happens. It would so have that's been just a, where I was coming. Yeah. Right. It'd be a tough decision either way. For sure. And I thought it was funny that Michelle picked like something's Wong's like boring like power suit. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's very Michelle style. There's something there. See? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Crystal and give her, you know, her moment on our little review here. Um, What did you guys think of her look? I was completely here for this. Crystal continues to surprise us and just she gives us just enough breadcrumbs to lead us into that next episode. And then it's like, bam, the pot of gold. I thought this was awesome. She explained also in the workroom why she decides to showcase body hair. It's kind of like a gender fuck thing which I can respect. We've seen other queens do that, but I think that Crystal kind of takes it to another level because it blends so fluidly with her drag. Yeah, I thought, I don't know, Crystal, you can obviously tell she knows what she's doing with the sewing machine and putting outfits together. You know, her and Davina were obviously the top two in this challenge. Like nothing could compare to what they put together. Like everyone else is totally on a different level like they're just yeah (laughs) yeah above everyone else even just like the classic shape of her um silhouette with this um this runway look it's just very marie antoinette but she might have had too many steroid shots but she still has a beat face (laughs) and it's fine and i i love when a queen comes out too with like you know kind of like a gaga like stick like fame monster (laughs) like or fame you know yeah it's just so cool like okay here's my like accessory item bitch (laughs) well and she sort of like appropriated alaska's uh, saying about some of the most beautiful women have chest hair yes yeah yes i caught that yep um i thought that she looked like she was ready for like a game of quidditch don't you think (laughs) basically she had that golden snitch on her head (laughs) yeah i could see (laughs) (laughs) just me (laughs) (laughs) So then Michelle criticizes the queens for not knowing how to sew. And yeah, (laughs) it needed to be said. Yeah. I mean, I was wondering when it was going to come up because every season there's that girl that can't sew. And it's like, girl, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Okay. You have your clothes made for you, but you're still not doing well. So what's the real tea? Except this time it was like everyone except two queens. Yeah, like yeah. the majority of the queens couldn't so. Right, yeah, the large majority. So, uh, we, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but, you know, Viv and something Wong kind of go back and forth about her outfit, you know, about saying, you know, like, oh, like I was trying to help you. And she was like, I, you know, something's like, I wasn't asking for your help. And then Vinegar joins in a little bit and they're kind of like then they start to talk more towards Cheryl because then they're talking about not being able to sew and 
they're sort of like kind of like critiquing her for not being able to show her outfit and it, to me it just seemed kind of like pot calling the kettle black because the, both their outfits were just shit being glued on right i feel like in this moment cheryl was the easy out because like we just said the large majority of these queens could not sew and vinegar's outfit was shit so you know i think cheryl played it off well you know, just saying hey i sold it i sell it because that's a huge part of it too you have to be able to just wear potato sack and have a beat face <laughs> and i'm just saying that like generally like top model like sell me the potato sack and that's right. what that's what cheryl did so i think they just want a reason to tear cheryl down because they see that she's a threat for that reason okay this might be not her best outfit but the judges still want her around what is it let's tear her down because i'm in right. trouble well, and she sticks up for herself too when they come mm. up. When they come at her, she'll like stand up for herself. She doesn't really like get cry or anything. Like she'll just like stand up for herself. So I think they're really maybe they yeah maybe they're threatened by her. Yeah, and there's gonna be you know that's we're not that's not gonna be the last time we see that listeners. It's gonna happen with somebody else. That's just drag race. Yeah. <laughs> so then we find out that. For, first of all, Davina DeCampo, she won the challenge. So hand claps to you, girl. Snaps for Davina, well-deserved. <laughs> yes. And then we find out that the bottom two are actually Vinegar Strokes and something Wong. Vinegar was shooketh by this choice of something Wong over Cheryl Hole. Yeah. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, Cheryl or something, it would have been like a, a tough call. I think that something should have been safe. I think Baga should honestly been in the bottom. And if Baga we're being should not have here. been safe. T. <laughs> yeah. We like can all Baga agree on that. was very lucky. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking to let her just be safe. Throw but whatever. The fire. She looked like a fire log with glitter. <laughs> girl what was that <laughs> so then vinegar strokes and something long lip sync to the song would i lie to you by the eurythmics another uk artist mm-hmm. do we see a trend alert yes it's the <laughs> british invasion ah, help <laughs> i thought this lip sync was so good so vinegar is you know that vinegar is going to bring the theatrics to the stage something has the personality so i thought it was a good show compared to last week i thought it was like really close because i didn't feel like i don't know me personally i thought i didn't really know who well we were worried because it was like oh my gosh like we already thought that maybe something should have been safe. We were like, oh no, what if she goes home? So it was very much that for us. And here's some real tea for you. I think it should have been a double save. Ooh. I don't know. Like, could Vinegar have done anything the following week? I think that's the only reason why she went home mm -hmm. and it wasn't a double save is that she had been consistently not serving Ugh. good looks, like quality looks. Yeah. yeah. So, but that lip sync though was so close. I mean, she was like going full Mayhem Miller and like pulling the, uh, pulling the paper off of her dress and just going for it. I mean, um, something Wong had a little reveal, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, they both were working for it. So good job, queens. Yes. But of course, in the end, something Wong was safe, which means that Vinegar is going home. Uh, I hate to see Vinegar go, but I just don't think that the polish was there yet. I know this is not American Drag Race, but there's still some amount of polish that's needed listeners and we need to acknowledge that and it just wasn't there for vinegar yeah she didn't come here to be a slag she came here to be a hodgepodge slag yeah <laughs> i love that she said that <laughs> i did too that was so funny also before we go i want to mention um in the preview of next week's episode alan carr said one of the outfits was minging which is another or minging which is another word that we have taught you already so yeah that's a reoccurring one i've heard minging and minge a lot yeah 
So look at us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Seth. All right, you guys. Well, I think we've uh, reached the end of our crew cap. Is there anything else that we should talk about before we move on? Super excited for Snatch Game next week. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We can't (laughs) gloss over that because this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, this will be interesting because I'm not, you know, very up on my UK pop culture. So I'm excited to see who the queens pick so my ass can be educated. And I heard like a long ass time ago when Drag Race... Like, I don't have, I don't know spoilers, but I did see, like, either it was on a Jake Yancey video or something that, like, this Natch game for the UK girls was, like, really good. Mm. Like, they're saying it's, like, one of the better ones, like, in the series history. Oh, shit. And even in the preview, Michelle was like, this is the best, like, look or the best person. I forget which she says. And Drag Race history. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so this is going to be really exciting because we've had some really bad Snatch games lately. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I know we're all looking forward to it. Hopefully the library will be open before Snatch Game. Yes. Yes. Give it to us in the same episode. (laughs) Yes, Mama. Notre Dame will be burning. (laughs) Too soon? Nah. Too soon. (laughs) 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 All right, you guys. Let's get into some hot trade. Trade. Mm. Trade. 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 Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the sexiest segment in all of podcast history. You got it. We're talking about trade. The time has come. Choose your spelling trade yes girl strip tease for your life (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh who wants to talk about their sexy sexy trade i'll go first this week so fresh trade i just discovered this trade a couple days ago um his name is talon Mm. broughton i'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that last name He's based out of Houston, Beyonceville, Houston, Texas. Shout out to you. Okay, girl. Yep. He's a personal trainer, coach, actor, typical Instagram, you know, stats. (laughs) And uh, he's got a nice shape, natural kind of build, furry in all the right places. And he can do pretty fun things with his cakes, which, you know, I am not Mm. shy about saying I enjoy. So winner you are, Talon. Winner you are. There you go, girl. I am not sure how I feel about Talon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting like really bad vibes. I don't know if it's Talon or the fact that my computer might be breaking. (laughs) Oh, no. He's very handsome. Like he almost looks like he'd be like the evil Disney prince, but he's very thoughtish. Like Thoughtum is here, y'all, for real. Definitely. (laughs) But there's a sweet side. He's sharing like, you know, his clients before and after shots. And it looks like he's making an impact, whether he's dressed up as a golden Greek statue or doing the damn thing in the gym. I like the golden statue pick. Yeah, it's well executed. I don't know, girl. I'm getting bad vibes. Maybe you guys can just take a look at Jamal's trade pick. The link is in the description down below. <laughs> and just let me know if you're getting bad vibes or if I'm just like really crazy. Oh my Listen, God. he's Thottam. I'm just here for the lap dance and he can go home. Don't question Thottam. <laughs> I'm not questioning his attractiveness. I just feel like he has like done something really bad in his life. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> I don't know, girl. I feel uncomfortable. Can we move on to Stoney's trade? (laughs) Yeah, it's time to move on. (laughs) All right. So my trade this week is a new follower for me as well, who I actually found on Twitter first and then found him on Instagram because, of course, I stalk people. Come through, Twitter. Uh, (laughs) But his name is... I'm probably mispronouncing it. Jabril. Jabril. It's probably Jabril, but then he's got it hyphenated. It's very, um, prop, not problematic, confusing. It's very confusing. So his Instagram handle Jabril. is J-A-B-R-I and then seven L's. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyway. Are those L's or I's? Oh, God. We'll never know. <laughs> I think we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> what if his name's really Jabri? <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, God, the world will never know. Oh, shit. Anyway, I started following him because he has very thoughty pictures that he posts on Twitter. If you want to see more thoughtness, go to Twitter because that's where it's all at. Ooh, all, Um, huh? But yeah, he just has a nice body and he's apparently not afraid to show it. So yeah, I really like the one where he's on the bowl, like the in the pool. (laughs) Yeah. In his man thong. Yeah, that one's... That one's a classic. Whoa, cakes out. That could be his logo. Yeah, girl, this one's Jeffree Star approved. (laughs) So yeah, that's my trade this week. Make sure you're okay with seeing half-naked people. (laughs) I'm feeling, I'm getting better vibes from Stoney's trade pick. I just don't know about the other guy. I've already forgotten his name because I feel the evilness seeping in. Talon doesn't mind. Whatever. Bye, Talon. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Nice Stoney. I'm going to follow him. You should. I uh, myself have picked you a super fresh trade pick. I've been following him for about two hours now. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, so you guys have a history together. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I really know him very well. So, <laughs> so we have Oliver Svedstrup. Brenum. <laughs> hey Oliver. Yeah. Hi Oliver. <laughs> We're just gonna call you Ollie. There we go. <laughs> and he is twenty three year old fashion model from Danish. Dan he's Danish. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I really promise we're best friends, it's fine. <laughs> So he is, um, you know, your typical thought. He's got lots of shirtless pictures, lots of him and his homies, lots of homoerotic poses. And um, yeah, super cute yeah. Danish guy. He's super photogenic. I like his like location shots too. Yeah. Why is he always on an island? I <laughs> don't know, but I am jealous. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> His life looks way more nicer than mine. I know. It's not fair. (laughs) That Insta life. We'll never know. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're from Netherlands and Danish, (laughs) then let me know if I did a good job pronouncing his name. At least you tried. And if he's listening, hi, Ali. Hey, girl. I don't live in Nyara Beach, but you're more than welcome to come over. Hi, trades. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> yes, girl. All are welcome except for Jamal's pick this week. Oh, my gosh. More for me, Seth. More for me. <laughs> Talon could go to Indiana. <laughs> He's not welcome here. <laughs> I don't understand the hostility. Be nice to Talon, okay? He has vampire rules are in effect. He can't come in unless I invite him. He has some master twerk skills most of the time. I don't know. I just need another opinion like outside of our circle. <laughs> we'll see what everyone thinks. I think Talon has fans. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks again for listening to a super gay possibly possessed week at thanks for coming the most magically gay podcast we made it today recording without any white claws yay most boring episode ever (laughs) this episode sucks (laughs) we don't have our go-go juice right (laughs) make sure you like and review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to on and tell all your friends because we're just here having fun looking up spooky trade (laughs) that's right and remember y'all we do have an inbox tfcpod at gmail.com if you're interested in becoming a sponsor shout out and thank you again to poopery for sponsoring tfc we love you and yeah Tell your friends. Leave us five stars and a review. Yes, God. All right, you guys. Well, we will see you guys next week for another root cap. And until then, bye. bye. Goodbye. <laughs>